ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Sporting 160 EM podcast, episode 150, that is right, 150 episodes of me, Chris, Danny, Steph, Nando, Patrick, and even way before us, us three were here, so many other names. So thank you all for staying with us for 150 episodes, and also, yesterday was our five-year anniversary as well, five years ago, created this account, uh, it got suspended, unfortunately, and we had to create a new one. I think our one was on like 7,000 followers as well, so... Rest in yeah. peace to that account. But uh, before I go any further, let me introduce you to my co-host first. Hailing from Toronto, I believe, Mr. Danny Sardania. What do you mean you believe? <laughs> uh, I, there's so many like different like. He, he, did, he like, didn't know. He wasn't Canada. sure if you were in like a, a suburb. The outskirts. Yeah. Listen, let me let me just make one thing clear. I heard there's rumors on this podcast. I am not from the GTA. I'm not from Mississauga. Not from Brampton. Definitely not from Brampton. Your boys from the six, you know, and uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, glad to be on. Uh, fun, uh, 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 quite an interesting coincidence how like five years and then 150 just kind of like collided there. So, uh, it's been a pleasure, boys. I haven't been around for the whole five years, but you, Samuel has, and um, yeah, congrats, I guess, to all, to all of us. It's, it's been uh, one hell of a ride, and long may it continue. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, I've been here. Well, I missed a few years in the middle when we were absolutely awful and, like, you know, didn't want to come and be like, oh, sporting a shit. Uh, you know, I can't even remember who our strikers were back then. Like, Diaby was awful, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I took a bit of hiatus, but I think we've all been around sort of the same amount of time period with like breaks yeah. and stuff in between. So it's all good. Uh, and last but not least, uh, introducing my main man, Chris Aidsday, man. I'm doing great. Um, Happy to be here with you boys. Um, happy you you asked me to, to to sub on as a guest that one time, and uh, and happy that uh, I'm still here. Yeah, it's it's been great to have you both. And on on that vein, uh, I'll start with you, Danny. Your your favorite moment of the podcast could be on Twitter. It could be on the actual podcast itself. Just, just what's your what's your favorite favorite thing? There's a few, man. There's a few that stick out. Obviously, the Bruno Carvalho. Uh, interview was fun. Um, I like the uh, I like the nuances that we've created. Like with me, Jose Costa George always fucking busts my balls. Uh, what did I say wrong again? Um, Escalones or Escalones. That's what it was exactly. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Every now and again, whenever Jose Costa George is on or Ozzy Tuga, uh, always always ripping me in the chat with that. Love that. Um, yeah, man. A lot of good moments to pick from, though, dude. Uh, a lot of great guests on. Um, Chris, you take it away, dude. Uh, I I mean, obviously the like the the, the higher profile interviews are like an obvious answer. Um, I'm thinking back to like COVID era, like early COVID era, like uh, like May 2020, like the uh, April 2020, like the, the, we had nothing to do. The seasons were all suspended. And all we are, we're, none of us were going to work, right? Everyone's working from home, and so we we're just like, you know, we're voting on old jerseys. We're doing like random polls and shit, like that era of like when everyone has nothing to do except sit on Twitter. Um, produced like some good content. I feel like you know between like March and like May, let's say of twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah, uh, for me personally, there is obviously the Bruno Cavalli one's like the top, but like that's the obvious answer. But like even like interview like Nuno Souza like like we had before like a, a candidate that was actually like trying to improve sporting, Con Murphy as well obviously uh, the, the goat commentator 
as Bajug that me and Chris were lucky to interview with and was just such such a good man and like answered every single question, which is which is good. But like yeah, honestly, like the, the guests we've managed to get on and like obviously like having podcasts with Beatrice and, and all these all these fans that we have and like special people as well. Like that's that's how pretty much Chris and Danny, like they said, came on. Like it was an invitation and you know it happened from there. So obviously like Danny's first episode, Chris's first episode. Even like I think the first episode with me and Steph was probably probably yeah, the maybe the start of the season five years ago. And I think that was when we still had like George Jesus, we had Cody and Trout. Like we we're in the Champions League still, and like considering where we were then, where we are now, like uh, title winners, and you know, just a hot, pretty much feels like a whole different club, to be honest. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. Uh, and by the way, hopefully we'll have um, Steph joining us later, um, and then he can. I'll ask him the same question to see what he says. But uh, anyway, uh, thank you to all the comments in the uh, the live chat as well, saying uh, congratulations. We appreciate you all, and obviously the ones on Twitter as well. Speaking of, uh, quick segue to Twitter as well. We've got some Twitter questions. Um, let me just get the screen up. I'll start with this one from Paul Rodriguez. Uh, he's got f- uh, three different questions, or four different or three different questions. We'll get the first one to, to Danny. Uh, was it a bad move to let Thiago Thomas go? I mean, in hindsight, it is looking like a bad move right now. Uh, you know, no Slimani. Uh, Paulinho hasn't been firing off. Uh, Tiago Tomas has done pretty well out there in, in Stuttgart. Um, I haven't seen much of him recently, though, admittedly. But uh, it is looking like a bad move. I, I don't know what the fixation, and I think we all agreed we don't we didn't understand what the fixation was uh, with Amuding only having two forwards, um, even to this day. You know why why still have the two forwards? As you can see, Slimani. Like we're we're, we're simply talking about somebody being left off the squad. What if there was an injury, right? Um, but anyways, yeah, to keep it short, I think it was a bad move uh, in hindsight. But it's also, I think it's also beneficial for Tiago Tomas to be getting these minutes under his belt. So um, not horrible, I guess. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Chris, next question goes to you. Uh, what position is needed more? Uh, you can rent them as well. A striker, centre-back, uh, left-back, or if you have your own position, like feel free. Um, I think that the order that they're listed is probably the right order. Yeah. Um, and the only reason that left wing back and center back aren't switched is because of the evolution of Mateus Reis over the course of the season. Um, because otherwise, it's like it's there. We've just spent ten mil on there's nothing else, and he's a bust. So at least we have something going over there. <laughs> yeah, I, I would personally say center mid over left wing back. I know there's rumors of people signing. Yeah. But there's also rumors of. I'm all, yo, here's the thing. I'm actually the more and more that he just fucks off, the less and less I become convinced that Mateus Dunes is leaving this summer. Yeah. I think Palinga is probably certain, and I think he's probably been certain for at least six to eight months. But yeah. Mateus, I don't know if that's just a shoe in anymore that he's going. You know, he's definitely not going for sixty million. Like. I think it's gonna be like a Nuno Mendes thing, where it's like it's all quiet until like the last day. And then, and then he, he gets loaned with an option. Yeah, that's, yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Like, I, don't get me wrong. I could see him leaving. Sure, for sure, hundred percent. But I don't know if it's as certain. Like, if you asked me a, a month ago, I would have said he's gone, hundred percent gone. But I maybe <laughs> dropping that down to like seventy now. You know? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'll give you both this next question, and I'll start off with you, Chris. Though, uh, who do you think should get the first opportunity to replace Sarabia next year? Port Edwards Tabata. He says Braganza, but 
no way Braganza gets Bro, that. Bro, Braganza can play everywhere. He can play up top now. He can play in the middle. <laughs> Who says he can't play on the wing, bro? Uh, I'm going to say Edwards. I think Edwards is, is earned it. Yeah, Daddy, you, you keen to agree? Yeah, I, I agree, Edwards. But, uh, I mean, one, we'll have to see if Tabata stays. I don't think he will. Or, uh, I don't think he's too right happy uh, either. Yeah, I don't exactly. think he wanted to go to Botafogo because he doesn't want to go back to Brazil. But I don't know if he wants to stay here either. You know, Dave, Dave Pereira is big on either Jovan or Tabata going to, to Braga. Let me tell you. He's always in my DM oh, saying, Carmo is uh, going to Sporting and one of those two are going to Braga. God so, damn it, bro. Why can't we just sell him outside the league, bro? <laughs> I, think, I think he stays. I think he should stay. And I'm hopeful that he finally gets somewhat of an opportunity next year because I think what this year showed us is we need more rotation. And Tabata's done well, I feel, whenever he's come in. Um, but I just wanted to – I think Edwards takes over Sarabia. Edwards, by the way, how good has Edwards been? Holy shit. Pleasantly surprised. I hold my hands up. I said we were – I said he, and he still can't start. I said we didn't need him. My bad. I was wrong. My bad. Yeah. If PSP is available, if PFP, if PSP is available, he he can't buy a start. <laughs> no, of course. Yeah, but I, maybe I, I, had I, would admit I was wrong as well. Yeah, he should be starting instead of Pot. One hundred percent. Pot's been. I mean, he got an he got an assist, I believe, this game, but still, still not that great. Um. Yeah, he did get an assist. There's a fucking no-look back heel that went, traveled like 20 yards somehow through like three people. <laughs> but it was an assist. Yeah, true. Uh, Nuno Gabriel asks uh, about the FC Fruta, which will be Porto, of a sporting game. Do you guys think Ruben Amarim got it all wrong again, just like in the game versus Benfica? Uh, Danny, what were your thoughts? Do you think it was just a Porto with a better team or was it more like Ruben Amarim getting it wrong again? I don't know. Or even something I mean, else, if you, if you feel something else is, is at play. No, I, I just, yeah, I think Porto were just a better team, especially in the second half. Does that mean Amurin got it wrong? The only argument I can he see He didn't is get maybe, it right. He didn't get it right. Yeah, that's true. That's true. The only argument I can see is maybe, you know, if we had Slimani in this game, we could at least chase the, the first or the tying goal. Um, More than anything, score... I was just amazed how long he waited to tinker. It's like, we need two goals. Like, yeah. I would have started making moves around the 60th, I feel like. But he really went, waited till like, the 75th. It's like, we need two. Remind me, because I, I forgot. Pudinga started this game, right? Or was it Ugar? I've got the lineups here. It was, uh, was Ugarte and Matus Nunes in the midfield, yeah. Yeah, then Ugar wasn't he wasn't it either then. Um, and then, but... he came, then he put in Braganza up top for the last, like, 10 minutes. And he did yeah. start Nuno Santos instead of Marcus Edwards as well. Yeah. Yeah, now that I look at the lineup, oh shit! Wait, he he might have gotten it wrong a bit. Definitely, he might have. But Porto were just a better team at the at the end of the day. I think too. Um, no, they were way better than us. But... It was like a. It was. Like, I mean, we'll get into it. But it was like a tale of two halves, right? The first half was Sporting. Second half was mainly was mainly Porto. So um, tough to say he he got it wrong per se. But I mean, you know, hopefully he learns these lessons for the next season. Yeah, I mean, I'm inclined to agree. There were some decisions that I didn't agree with. Um, Mark Edwards not starting instead of Pot. Um, but with, like, you know, the defence is always going to be Neto Coates, um, Inacio in that situation. Yeah. But, um, 
Yeah, I, I think Porto are definitely the better team. I think if Marcus Edwards starts, I don't think maybe we win the game, but I think it's definitely a different result. Um, maybe not a different result, but a different, different playing style, 100%. Uh, Chris, you sort of touched on it earlier. Um, record saying Matthias Nunes won't leave for unless 60 million. Uh, what do you think is a more reasonable fee that, that Sporting would accept? Uh, 45. 25, <laughs> yeah. Less, <laughs> less than half. <laughs> or even a 20 plus five, which was like, I think the, I think it was 18 plus two, the Everton offer that was rejected. Uh, so 20 plus five sounds like something they would take. Yeah. Uh, the two teams of interested are uh, Newcastle and Man City. So I can see uh, we've been linked to that young girl Herrera for years. So it wouldn't surprise me if they sent him the other way on like a loan or, or something like that. Or, or Man City includes some players. Apparently we've got quite a nice partnership with Man City. So don't know if we can use that to that effect. Like we've used it with uh, PSG and Sarabia. Could get could get someone on. Like, I mean, I, I don't know. Newcastle, I think we're more likely to get the 60 million out of though, just because they have so much money to spend. But like, they just don't really care. But uh if you were to say a definite, would you say was it 20, 25 plus five? Did you say? Uh, I mean, I think they would do that, but I think that they would do. I think a minimum of twenty, and they would probably do it. Fair, Danny. What about you? Yeah, um, I'll say I'll say a fair price. I think maybe sixty is a bit much. A fair price would be like forty-five. What I think this administration would take. I'm with Christian. Maybe twenty plus five with incentives, like. Or, or 20 plus 10 with multiple incentives, and one of them being that he's going to win the Ballon d'Or in the next year or two, and you know we all know that's not going to happen. Uh, quickly on the Newcastle thing, one thing that nobody's talking about that I'm slightly worried about, just my intuition, uh, Newcastle coming in for Gonzalo Inacio, because I think they were linked to him or rumored to be interested. They in were. Him there is, in the, there in is January. Abala, only The only paper that's reported this is Abala, so I don't believe it. Same record, Newcastle. record did say that they sent scouts. Newcastle were scouting. Abala says they sent an official offer and it was rejected though of thirty million, which I don't okay. believe. That I don't know. Yeah, that I don't believe either. If that happened, he wouldn't be on the team right now. Agreed. Agreed. But I do think Newcastle are sniffing around for a young center back, and I think Inasu hits all the criteria that they're looking for. So that's what I'm worried about. I'm worried about the surprises. You know, we all know Sadabi is not going to be here. Um, It'd be no, shocking we, if Polina won't be here. Yeah. Yeah. So we're I'm worried. I'm worried with the Nasuj, maybe the Matilj. I'm worried with Matilj Nunes. If we lose Polina and Matilj Nunes, that midfield's gonna need a rehaul. And uh I don't know about you guys. Um I've seen a bit of Santa Clara, not much. Uh, but what I have seen of Murita, I don't think he's unless he turns him into unless Murita turns him into an Ugarte, I don't see it at least. Not yet. But I'm glad to I'm glad to later on hold my hands up and admit I'm wrong, like I was with Edwards. So prove me wrong, Mordita. Yeah, I mean, fifty percent of the midfield's already done with Ugarte. So if she uses that other other spot, whether it's gonna be Morita, it's gonna be Braganza, or it's gonna be, you know, Pot. someone else or Esugo or Pot. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm not to the point with Braganza where I think it's more likely that he's not on the team next season than he starts. That's another thing that worries me too, though, because if he's if it's Braganza, Mateus Nunes, and Pelinga, and we're really fighting for a title, and we're getting a brand new midfield. That's hectic. The, the Braganza situation, 
reminds me so much of Chico Gerald and like people saying, "Oh, he's, he's finally going to get a start next year. He's, he's going to start playing," and then he just never does. Except we were saying that this year, and he still didn't even play this year. But the difference is, the difference is, Bregnesa has at least shown some promise whenever he's come he has. on. He has. Last he's year, I mean, last shown, year. To be honest, he hasn't done himself a lot of favors in the second half of this season with his agreed, cameos. Agreed. agreed. But yeah. but last year, he remember he had like some stupid record. Well, maybe with us at least, he had this record that anytime he would come on, he was like, "We won the game." If we were yeah, in a draw yeah, position, yeah. position, he'd come on and he changed the game. Yeah. So I think there's still promise there. It's just it's not Gerald. Gerald would come on and do nothing. He's better you know? than Gerald, I think. He's got no, 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 no. I'm just saying like how it's always supposed. No, to No, no, it's similar it's though. The next no, year, the, yeah, I know. The dynamic mean. is similar, yeah. It's like, but it's it's more than just it's Gerald, it's Yuri. Fuck. Yeah, Yuri's a good one. I mean, Leon. Low-key as Gaio was before he left, because he never really got his full shakeout, to be honest. That's and people true. were like, put him in, put him in. Jarzuz <laughs> never gave him a chance either, though. No. Fucking... <laughs> Asshole. Yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, okay, so the next bit I wanted to get on to is one of Nuno's questions, but I, th- I feel like it should sort of go before any of the games, and that is the so-called Slimani Gate. So there's been... Various reports, various <laughs> tweets, various just everything like Instagram posts, whatever. So the 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 story goes that uh, Amorim wasn't happy with Slimani's attitude after learning he wouldn't start. Since then, he has not been in the team, not even traveling. Um, and Amorim basically said when he was asked about it by a reporter, just said, "I only bring players that train well," which is obviously a little fire under some of the sporting fans on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook, whatever. Just because as a guy who plays so bad all the time and like other players like Nuno Santos and, and players that just keep keep on being awful somehow keep getting into the team where Slimani, literally two month player of the month back to back, um and still not being picked. So uh Chris, I'll start off with you. Whose side are you on if you are, and what what do you think this entire thing is leading to? Is Slimani gonna come back? Is he gonna leave? Or what, what do you think is going to happen? So uh, I can see both sides of the story because I can see the Slimani side of the story of um, I play presumably pretty well, definitely comparatively pretty well in the limited opportunities I have. I've scored, I've bagged a bunch of goals. Um, I definitely have a better scoring record than the, the other guy. But no matter what I do, I just – I can't nab a start off this guy, no matter what I fucking do. I could be fucking Pele in this training session right now, and he's not going to start me. So did he probably mail it in a little bit? He probably did. He probably did. And I'm not even saying that he didn't. I'm sure Amorim has reason. I'm sure he mailed it in. But, like, can you not see why he would at least be potentially motivated, frustrated, etc.? I can. I can. Because... It sucks when the coach plays favorites, you know? When when you think that you deserve a start, you think that you've done better, and he just he keeps rolling with his guy. It can be frustrating, I understand. Did Slimani make a fucking scene in training? I, I don't know. I wasn't there. I don't know. Did he just kind of not try? And then they looked at his GPS and were like, yo, this guy ran one mile, and everyone else ran seven. Like, what the fuck? Or did he, like, throw his penny on the ground and shit? Like, was he acting like a dickhead? Like, I, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I wasn't there. So... Um, yeah, I mean, my sympathy for Slimani, I guess, varies, depends on how he handled it in the moment, but 
Um, I can see why he probably would be frustrated, to be honest, especially if he's being teased the day before that he's in the starting lineup, and then and then he finds out he's not. It's like, God damn it, dude. Um, yeah, I mean, I maybe the tra- that training session that I already know that I'm not starting. Yeah, I maybe go sixty percent or whatever. Is what am I? What is he gonna do? Start me if I play well? No. So, um, yeah. But at the same time, it's like the manager has a point. Like the manager has like a pretty good track record of like you know organizing the players, getting the boys to buy into him. You know, like a good way to judge a coach, I feel like, is like the on a scale of one to ten, the average player. Like, would they run through a brick wall for that coach? Like, if if it's under like eight, like it's not. It's not that like, the manager just doesn't have that connection with his players, and like you can only go so far. So like, I feel like these boys are are willing to die for him, Winnie. So like, I can't like critique his methods per se, you know. Um, but at the same time, it's like he's the guy that was brought in. Like this is the guy. Like it makes me question things that happened in January. It's like, did you actually okay him? Did you actually agree to bring him in? Um, because you didn't want him in the summer, and it's it's documented that you didn't want him in the summer. But then, you, did you change your mind, or did you not change your mind? He just kind of gets forced on you, and then you're like, I don't even want him to begin with, so I'm more willing to kind of exile him, type thing, you know? Um, it's gonna be costly for the club. I don't know what's going to happen to him next season. No one's gonna pay a transfer fee for him. So it's best case scenario, we get a loan. And someone takes a salary off the books, at least, and then the contract expires the next year. Or we just have to bite the bullet and pay him, like, three mil to mutual rescind. Because I don't see him coming back, to be honest. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, Danny, I'll ask you as well. Uh, Slimani went on Instagram after the sort of, the day after or after all the drama and said, yeah, it's difficult to train when you're not eating or, or drinking, obviously uh, going through Ramadan at the moment. Um, and he said, but I know could question my effort and always give a hundred percent in training. Um, obviously, and we're not a fan of social media as we've seen with other players in the past. I mean, probably not put um, uh, Slimani any higher in Amram's aspirations, but again, who's, who side are you on? Uh, um, what are your overall thoughts on the situation? Yeah, yeah. And on that social media post, uh, post apparently Verendes was even pissed off and, and had a word with Slimani or something. Um, I kind of agree with what James Rej here has to say for a second. Amuring is right even when he's wrong. For now, you know, I give him that leeway because, yes, he won us the title. But more so than that, he has us playing good football. He has us playing winning football, more importantly. I know there's results in this year that, that uh, haven't resulted. But... I tend to stick with the manager in these situations um, simply because, like Christian was saying, we're not there to see, you know, did he, did he, you know, throw a temper tantrum like a little baby? Um, did he, did he really not give a fuck? Um, or was it that he's going, he's going as hard as he can. Like you were mentioning, he is fasting, right? Um, it's just not up to Amurin's standards. If that's the case, then, you know, that, that's, that's a little iffy. Um because I, I also get the arguments that are coming out on social media. I'm shocked to see how many people are all of a sudden coming off the... I understand it's two losses, so I understand with Sporting, we we tend to... Us fans tend to really, like, get into that. Like, it's two losses, especially to rivals, and, you know, it's all hell's loose again. Um, so I also understand that. Um, and even when times are good, you know, I, again, I understand, you know, two losses to rivals, tough two losses to rivals, 
seeing us kicked out of two competitions, essentially. Um, but, uh, I mean, relatively times are decent. Like, you know, we're not, we're not in fifth right now or seventh or third. Uh, and getting away from Champions League, we have to secure Even Champions League. Even third would be a big difference, yeah. Third would be huge. Third, I would yeah. understand everything. Right the now, house would be on you know, fire. If we were in third right now, the house would actually be on fire. And But this is what I'm saying. Like, it feels like I'm smelling smoke on a okay season. Okay, things haven't gone as well as it has been. But I feel like people tend to forget we were 19 years in a drought. We did win a Tasa de Liga. We went to a semifinals where we lost to a rival in the Tasa Portugal. We had a fairly decent showing in the Champions League. When was the last time we were in the quarterfinals, boys? I can't tell you. I can't remember. Nine, nine, the quarterfinals around 16. Or sorry, the, the round of 16. Sorry, not the quarter. 2010, I believe, when we got yeah. smacked to buy in like 11-2. Okay, and this time we got slapped to City 5 nothing. Not bad. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, it's I mean, an improvement on, on the buying game. 50% improvement, yeah. Yeah, I mean, okay, they did play their second squad in the second uh, the second leg. But, Yo, we're the only you know, team that hasn't lost at the Etihad uh, this season. There you go. What Take a, that what one a to stat. the bank. What a stat. But that's what I'm saying. It's, <laughs> it's a bit too much of a soap opera already. Um, I honestly think – I don't think we're getting rid of – I think Slimani stays next season. I think this is – I don't think – I th- I think it's the same treatment with Mathieu, you know? Like, these players might think that they're – But they're do you think Mathieu would have come back if he didn't tear his ACL? I do. I think, he did, he but did no, come back what I'm saying, for a few games, though. If, exactly. If what I'm saying with Mathieu is okay. Amurin dropped him, and then he came right back into the squad, and then he never left the squad, right? Maybe it's a different situation. He doesn't have social case. media to dig his grave deeper, though, for a week after the initial incident. That's true. That's true. But I, I also – but Slimani has player of the month, and he has – bro, he has half as many goals as Paulinho in, like, 5% of the games played. Like you a- know, I I, I, <laughs> I understand Paulinho, like like we've mentioned, and, and you know, Paulinho's not a striker. <laughs> <laughs> Paulinho's not just a goal-scoring striker. He does a more He's a center defensive game. forward. He's a CDF, center defensive Facts. forward. Facts. <laughs> and I get that. But I don't, I don't, from the performances I've seen from Slimani, I didn't see him being lazy on the field. That's the other personally. thing. That's the other thing. That's the other thing that needs to be mentioned. Like, I feel like Amorim was like, Paulinho gives us this when he's out there. So you need to at least give us this. And like, I feel like he's been busting his ass chasing the ball down. Yeah. So like, I agree. but I guess it's a game. You don't, people maybe mail it in and practice when they, when they, when they try more in games. I don't know, right? But, like, it does seem like it's out of character based on what we've what been we've able seen. to see publicly. You exactly. Know? The, the, the other thing with me is, like, should, should Amuring, if we're talking about errors and stuff, should Amuring, and this is my question to you guys because I've never coached footy, um, and the only time I've ever been in footy, I've been young, so I've been energetic, but should, should Amuring be holding 33-year-olds to the same standards as 18-year-olds, right? Especially, again, especially when he's fasting. It is worth noting that the only other player that's fasting is also exiled for the team, but his exile started a little bit earlier. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think Fadal is a quality for, thing, I think. If you're... If Simani, you're sorry, no, go, go ahead. Sorry. No, you go ahead. I, I, I was just going to say, might... I'm he's like picking up some discrimination points, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> I was shocked you didn't mention that earlier, honestly. <laughs> um... um what was I gonna? I think it might be a quality thing, like the same thing with Fidel. I think Fidel's being dropped because he's not up to par. 
I yeah, think Slimani is that, that because he's not up to par. I don't believe Amuring when he when he says that he gave the okay to Slimani. I think Amuring had maybe a name or two in mind. They couldn't get that name or two, and the administration of Vienna said, "I promise you, Slimani is a good striker." And now maybe it's frustration. But maybe do you remember Amuring that? Is- mem- but do you remember that round of news? Slimani first came, and it's like he has to prove himself. And then there was like that round. It's like he did prove himself. Amuring was skeptical. And now he's convinced that like that was a news cycle. Yeah, and he started a few games. He yeah. dro- dropped Paulinho for a, for like a game or two, right? I think so, he moved him out to the wing and dropped Pot instead. Yeah, well, Pot, 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 sorry, Pot was injured for like two weeks, so he was dropped. Then Paulinho was with the right wing, and it was Slimani mm-hmm. in front. But there's one game where, if I'm not mistaken, it's Sarabia, Pot, and Slimani as well. Maybe it's Tasa Portugal. I'm thinking of. But I, I'm I'm convinced there's at least one game like that, or if it's not bought, it's somebody else, maybe Nunesense or something. Yeah, I think but you're right. I'm convinced there's at least one game of that, maybe two, but at least one I know for sure. So maybe you're right too. Maybe he did prove himself, but again, we're not. Any unproved himself? I guess it's not permanent. Once you prove yourself, you can always unprove it, right? Exactly. Exactly. There has to have been, <clears throat> been something in training that Amurin didn't like, and maybe he didn't like Slimani's response to it. Um, well, I what is your response? Money. What is your response to people that are like, as Gaia must be like fucking Johan Cruyff in training? Then, if this man can just that's a, never that's face any too. punishment whatsoever. But let me let me shoot these guys some bail, bro. With the few uh, um, opportunities he's had, he's like on the top in terms of our assist leaders, right? Yeah, at, yeah. at some point he was the top assist though. I don't know if he's still the case. Him and Nunu Sense are Nunu Sense is always like sneakily at the top of that list. Exactly, exactly. But Nunu Sense, <laughs> I think, has had at least double the games that he's got. Nunu Sense features a lot yeah. Um, yeah. more than we may think, right? Yeah. Um, and deservingly so. But yeah, with Slimani, it's tough. If we're not there, it's tough to say. And and in these situations, I tend to side with the managers. So I do see I I do kind of if if everything were it's more place. sustainable to side with the manager, right? Just ma- maintaining the manager and just bringing in a new striker is a lot easier than bringing in a new coach and a new system and a new program, et cetera, You know? Yeah. But now I wonder if if it's Kaiser dropping Slimani, do we have this rhetoric? If Amurin doesn't win the league, well, it we depends. Yeah, well, yeah, it depends on how the club is doing. You know. There's definitely exactly. a lower tolerance for that when the results aren't there. And it's like, we just bought this guy. He's one of the highest earners. Like, what do you mean? Figure it out, bro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, Sporting, it's uh, Portugal loves the soap operas and uh, Sporting loves them too. This came right at the right Maybe. time, too. Right at the right yeah. time. <laughs> I thought we were about to implode on time, boys. Like, that Boavista game was getting me a little nervous. Especially with the Pifica fans that were on earlier talking about how we we're about to drop points. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> Side note: I'm so glad it was Big Figure that dropped points. I was. I, they'll I never watch. Expecting this. that. I wasn't expecting that. I honest. wasn't either. And they'll never watch. And especially to Family Cal, they'll never watch this. But I was this close to adding Timo and and Peter this weekend, being like, "Better <laughs> eh? <laughs> not." Kept it to myself. I'm a good boy, yeah. man. Bigger man. <laughs> good stuff. Um, but I'll just give my quick thoughts. Like, I mean, I'm not going to go into too much of what you said. I side with Amarin. I get, I get the point though. What Chris was saying, like, how many more times I have to prove myself? You know, pretty sure he scored in like every game by like one. Like he, he, he scored. So, uh, I, I think 
with him, the only thing I don't like with him, what he did, because obviously we aren't, we're out there and training, we don't know what happened, is the social media thing. Because everyone really yeah. hates that. Like, even Pedro Porro were literally just tweeting, oh, yeah, I've hurt my hip. And he was like, no, like, delete that. Yeah, yeah. So, but was like, Porro dropped for his guy? I think... He no, he was, was injured. No, he was just... Well, so he was, he was still dropped, though, <laughs> in, in that way. No, I'm joking. But, yeah, that, that's fair. But, like... I don't know. I, I get the thing with this guy as well, but I feel like just because Porro has been so injured all the time, it's just difficult to like, uh, I mean, if, if Paulinho was injured all the time and like never played, then I guess Limani doesn't get dropped. But I know you asking the question, if it's Kaiser, if it's someone else, are we having this argument? But like, in my opinion, if Limani isn't like a sporting hero or a sporting legend, let's say we sign some guy from Tom Della or, whatever, or whatever. Castanhos or something, you know. Yeah. yeah, or like so, so, let, let's say we signed better instead from from Udinese or, or or yeah or him and then so like is is this gonna get the same out for personally? I don't think so. I think uh, I think Slimani people will remember Slimani back in the day and that's fine because obviously he was a great player and a great striker. But he's not that same guy anymore. Even though he has scored a few times, but you know he's not the Slimani that, that I think people just assume that he just walked straight into the team and like. A lot of fans are like, oh, yeah, Slimani's coming back. He's going to come back and score goals straight away. But, like, it, it does take time, especially at Leon. I think he only scored twice in, in like, 18 appearances. Before that, um, he was uh, still at Leon, like, not playing very well. He had that one good spell at Monaco, then flopped to Fenerbahce, had, didn't score a single goal in Newcastle in four appearances, didn't play that well for Leicester either. So it's just it's sort of like a downward trajectory and, like, that big, like, middle bit for, for Monaco. Personally, I agree that the Amram just didn't want him, and I feel like it was just like you know, it's either you get Slimani or you get no one. So at that point, it's going to be like, well, you know, it's a long season. At that point, we still had Champions League to play, and you know, Tassel the Portugal, and and I think Tassel Liga might have finished when when he signed. But like, I mean, it's, it's it was a long season, so I, I think he he probably said you know, f- fair enough. But I, I don't think he's definitely not an Amram player as well. I feel like Amram, we know what strike he looks for is like like quite a quick one and like lights close down and and like like Paulinho could play on the wings that's like we're not putting Slimani on the wings Paulinho is quite versatile in that aspect not trying to like big him up or, or anything but yeah I, I see both sides and I'm 50-50 but leaning more towards Amarim um like he's done it with Ristovsky but like I think he pulled him at like minute 35 like during the pandemic or something like that because he just wasn't defending and he didn't play another game since obviously you mentioned Mathieu um and you know, I feel like he's just going to be one of them coaches like Mourinho who just falls out with a player every season. But um, but yeah, I, I think we've pretty much hit the nail on the head. Before we move on to the game, there is just one more question that I've got to ask both of you. So there's been a b- debate on Twitter that okay, so like we said, we've not had a bad season by any stretch. Uh, round, round of sixteen Champions League, you know, two trophies this season already with the Super Cup and the, the Tasta Liga. But a lot of people are saying that the reason we're not first or the reason we're not winning games is is solely on Paulinho. And that is, like, obviously I've got the shirt there, so I'm a bit more biased. But are you, are you, what are your guys' thoughts? If we have a better striker, are we winning the league? And just before you guys answer, I'm just going to give my two cents, right? Paulinho is is not great. And I'm not denying that he isn't he isn't a good striker because I, I think he's a good player, but not a good striker. I've said it many times. He runs out, he, he presses, and he's good on the ball. He's just not a great finisher. However, 
if you look at those games, Santa Clara, as guy whose performance was awful and like that was that pretty much lost. Obviously, it's a team spirit, team game, and like we we win as a team, we lose as a team. But Esgar was definitely at fault for that. And even in the Braga game, Inacio and Coates, man, their defending was so so bad. I think the defense is 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 the main part of why we're why we're not playing so well. Obviously, as Gaio, Poro injuries, Fadal injuries, whatever. But if we just look at the the the, the league for a second, so we we're, we're like I think six points off eighty five points, which is the same amount we won the league with. We've almost got the same goals scored and goals against. But you have to go. You guys have to remember as well that we've been in, in more competitions. I think we've had ten extra games than we had last season with. Champions League and Tasta the Portugal, Tasta Liga, etc. So for me, it's just the defense, and I think fatigue is is the reason we've lost so many points. Like we still have a young squad. Like these players aren't used to playing in Europe. Like 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 a Paulinho. I know he's had like Braga, but like you know, uh, Pot. I think this was Pot's first season in Europe because obviously with Wolves and Familiar Cal didn't get any any games. So just so many like Inacio as well. Just well, that's my opinion. I think fixtures and you know the defense um what are your guys thoughts like, i'll start off with you danny uh do you think there's anyone else that that should have stepped up you know, i see uh g's comment in here uh about pot uh do you think he he can be partly to blame or if yeah. you were to to blame it on like a few things what would you say uh, there's he's Pauling was not the only reason i'll put it that way i think i think squad depth like you were saying you know it's an extra 10 games and we didn't I, I feel like we didn't prepare for the season as well as we should have. I agree with you in the defense. That's where I'm saying with squad depth, we may we should have had another center back. Maybe we weren't expecting Matheus Reis to be this superior left back that we are seeing now. But um, I think it's evident. I, I I personally think it's evident that he shouldn't be playing left uh, or center back. That he, he he gives us a lot more solutions at left back than he does center back. Um, but yes, I'm with you. I think it's Palingo. I think it's Bot. I think the defense let us down. I think a lot of rotation in the midfield let us down too, because um, most times we're not. I'm I'm not sure who's again. Who's our next? Who's the next game we're playing? Jovicent. Jovicent. I can't tell you if it's Matheus Nunes with Ugart, if it's Matheus Nunes with Palinga, if it's Ugart with Palinga. If Fragrance is going to sneak into the, I, I can't tell you. I can't tell you. Maybe I can. I can guess that it'll be Palinga and Matilda Nunes because reports are coming out that we're trying to sell Palinga. But to be honest, like I can't tell you who's our midfield. So I think that rotation has a lot to do with it. Um, it might be experience, like you were saying too, Sam. You know, like in terms of Champions League, the most experienced guys are are Sarabia, Quach. I, I want to say Adan, but Adan played most of his games probably on the bench. You know what yeah, I mean? it's like Sarabia, I think yeah. maybe Neto, because obviously he was at Zenit and Finnegan. Yeah, they always Zenit, seem yeah, to be yeah. in there. But like, yeah. just yeah. you also to... notice, you also notice just like obviously like the situations where we were tied last season, like when we were when it was like throw the kitchen sink mode and we put Kawats up top. Even when it didn't work out, which happened less than it did work out last season, it always was like hella fucking threatening. Like yeah. he's just like they just. 80th minute, they just flipped the switch and just went into savage mode. And, like, I don't know if I've seen that once this season. Yeah, agreed. But also, but that's also – that's sorry, that's also a problem in terms of uh, – was it Nuno Gabriel that says it? In terms of is it Paulinho's fault? It might be Paulinho's fault. The fact that our center back has to fucking bomb up there and win headers because 
he can't do such. I agree with you, Sam. He's a good player. I think he's a good striker as well. I just think he succumbs to the pressure way too much, and I've noticed that from day one. The moment that he had to turn off his – and this is more of a personal thing for sure, but the moment that he has to turn off his Instagram comments because we're criticizing him with a price tag and a game or two is the moment I see he doesn't have that Mamba tag. mentality. The price tag is will weigh like an anchor on anyone, you know? Fair, and that's fair, but – because it's, it weighs on him, I think that's where he fucks up on. That's where sometimes I'll see Paulinho, instead of running to the right area, he'll maybe run just a bit past it because he's too scared to take on the responsibility to take the shot on that. Because if he misses, he misses. I, I don't agree that he's a Gil Vicente player. I think he's a Spartan player. I think it's just his mentality. I think if, he, if, he, if he's able to play with the pressure, we have a good striker on our hands. Because, yeah. you know, Paul doesn't score the goals that he did last season and, and we're in this position that we're in. I also think, last thing for me in this in this case and why we finished second, I think we're unlucky at the same time too because the Braga game was a fluke. At the very least, we got, lucky. Left we got lucky a lot. And we got we didn't get lucky at all this year. Adan, exactly. Adan so saved probably like 93% of shots on target. And this is probably like 80%. Still a good goalie, but like 93 yeah. is ridiculous. And I just made those numbers up. But like, and the thing the is, point. Exactly. But the thing is, also with Adan, it's not even that he sees a lot of shots either. He, he sees like three or four, and then on the off day, he'll maybe concede a, a, a goal or two, right? Which so never happened last season. Exactly. Exactly. So it's tough. I think it's a bit of everything. We're a bit unlucky. Paulinho but also, Puck scored, scored on like 65% of his shots, and now he's like the worst finisher in the league. So he goes from being the most efficient finisher to the least efficient finisher. That's That doesn't help either. Agreed. That also Agreed. doesn't take pressure. That maybe takes pressure off Paulinho if we're already up one nothing because Pot's goal, his shot went in, one shot, one goal. But if it's zero zero in the 65th minute and the, the fucking crowd's getting restless, like it, it weighs on him more, I guess. Fuck. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, just before I move it on to you, Chris, the only thing I was I was gonna say was Pedro Porro was injured at the start of this season for quite a while. So much that I think I named him like disappointment of the season just because. He just never played and was in just so many times. Even in the Champions League game against Ajax, I think Inacio was out for a few weeks and that led us to either yeah, play for Dahl, who, who got Pot hurt as well. Though. Yeah, after, uh, Pot was hurt, Fadal was hurt, uh, Porro was hurt. I'm trying to think on the top of my head. Inacio, I think like Pel- Pelinia missed a few games, I believe. And like in the recent, yeah, recent months. And pa- apparently Paulinho has been dealing with ankle injury. That's why he's he's uh, rested some games and bought off early. But like, I mean, I think it's just... A combination of literally everything. I think blaming it on Paulinho is too far for me. Um, like it's a it's a team game. If if you can't say oh we won that game because of Paulinho, you can't say we lost that game because of Paulinho. So that's just my thought, uh, Chris. What what were your thoughts on the sort of Paulinho situation? Do you think he's the yeah. blame? Or... No, I I think it's a it's a combination of like a little bit of of everything that that we that we talked about. Um, yeah, we're just we're just less efficient in critical areas. Um, he probably won eight games last season after the 85th minute. Have we won a single one this year? It's just like when, when teams are champions, they just somehow find a way to fucking win that Braga game down a man getting played off the pitch somehow win one, nothing like it's almost like it was written in the stars last season (laughs) and this season it's just. It's not bad, right? Because things could be going worse, but they're just not—they're not fully going right. And all it takes is like 
three bad games and you lose the league in this league, you know? So, yeah, definitely. Um, just, just trying to think off the top of my head as well. Like, I mean, six points behind Porter currently. Uh, we'll get into the Vista game soon, but, um, it's just like we're not that far off, like I said, where we were last year. And like, considering we have more games to play and more on paper, and... the squad's better, which is hilarious. The squad is literally better on paper this year than it was last year. I, yeah. I even think we've been playing better stuff than we have some at points last year. Maybe not recently. We were playing points... shit last. I mean, we, there were moments we played like shit, but we always just pulled it out, bro. We always just pulled Indeed. it out, no matter how shit it was. Yeah. No matter I how agree. fucking cruisable it was for 75 minutes. Where, <laughs> with an but ex- whereas with an in this season... Goal, with an expected goals of 0.3, but we just fucking pulled it out somehow, you know? Exactly. Whereas in this season, I felt like we played some, some decent stuff and have left maybe without a result or, or just barely nicking a result, right? Uh, crazy. Crazy how this shit happens. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, I'll, I'll leave it there for, for that. Um We'll go to the Bovista game first, as it was most recent. Uh, happened yesterday, three 0 victory. Uh, I'm going to be completely honest; I didn't watch this game. Uh, other stuff came up, so I just didn't have time to watch it. Um, but it was three 0 victory. A down in net: Inacio, Cuates, Neto, Ricardo's guy, Nunes, Santos, Mateus, Nunes, Palinha, Edwards, Pedro Gonzalez, and Sarabia up top. Uh, Danny, I'll start with you. What were your overall thoughts on this game? Yeah, uh, same with you. I-, I watched bits and pieces of it. I was, I was stuck at work. Um, you know, it was, a, it was a good response from us. I think I said that we were going to batter, uh, Bovista the next, uh, the next game. And I'm glad that we did so because it, it was the response I wanted to see at the very least. Right. Um, I thought, uh, I thought that, I mean, Bovista didn't, that I can remember off the top of my head, Bovista didn't create a lot of chances. Um, I, I personally like Edwards, Sarabia, and Pot going forward. Uh, I'm a big fan of that, to be fair. Um, it brings us a bit more versatility. Um, whether it can stand like a whole season or not, I'm not sure, but I did like it. Um, I mean, not a lot to be said, right? We scored from what? A penalty, I believe. We scored from uh, a, a goal penalty, that sort a, of just... A fluke. A, and, a uh, fluke. Yeah. And, uh, and the goal just... Kind of the ball rolled to Matheus Nunes and he slotted it at the right side. Like fair enough. Um, what was the third goal? Yeah, the third goal so was the penalty. The penalty, but I sorry, I mean the second goal. The second goal was the Edwards deflection that may or may not have crossed the line. <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, I mean we played decent stuff. It was a good response. Uh, Bovista is a you know they're not fighting relegation at least, but they're not uh, on the top either. They stole points from Befica though, didn't they? Like it's a decent a side. I feel like they lost all their best players from last season, but they were literally worse last Let's season. They, had be- they had better names on paper last season. They lost. They lost better. what's his face to, to Botafogo the other day. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So you know, um, but yeah, I mean, it was a good victory. It was a good response at a weekend that you know Porto lost and Befica tied. Um, at least one of the big three won points, so that's something to to be positive about. Uh, it's just it's just more disappointing because if if we beat Benfica, it's too little too or... late. It's too little too late. Exactly, like... exactly. Because if we beat Benfica, we're three points off, and Porto <laughs> goes to the Luge. You know, Porto faces a Vizela that's fighting relegation, and the last game of the season they're facing. I forget who, but it's a, another tough, toughish. But do game. you think? Do you think Porto Estoril. goes? There you go. Do you think Porto goes more into savage mode? If yeah, they knew I mean... that. We... 
Ah, uh, because we played after them, though. So it's not like they knew that we were getting closer because they had to play first still. I'm going to be honest. So I don't buy I, that argument anymore. I don't buy that argument. Because I was like, oh, if they knew that we would have gotten three, they would have like gone harder. But like they wouldn't have known that we could have made it three by them because we played after them. If we, I, I'm gonna. But be it was honest. just if the potential we could have made it yeah. to three. Like, fair. Yes. I, I but... think it's. I think it's. If we don't. If we don't lose to Benfica the week prior, Porto gets a penalty, a deserved penalty, by the way, a deserved penalty <laughs> in the box when the Braga defender is jumping and he comes down and he sort of steps on Taremi. Yeah. But because Taremi is having this reputation now, maybe VAR isn't so quick to check on it. The referee doesn't want to go check on it or believe him. Blah blah blah. I think if we don't drop points, there's at least a penalty call. That's port. That's the Portuguese league for you, though. I can say it the other way around. You know, maybe if if last season, if Sporting, you know, or even this season, if Sporting was ahead and Porto dropped points, I see us maybe losing a game. Yeah, uh, the penalty you know? that we got. Remember the very controversial penalty kick that we got against Fedens last season for the punch. Oh, yeah. Our guy in the face? Yeah, that was the most Bro. ridiculous, controversial call ever. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, how did we get that call to go our way, bro? That's how because I knew it was written in the, in the stars, dude. But they just, like, I've seen that not get called. Like, this season, I've seen it not get called multiple times. And I've seen rival fans, like, refer to that moment. And I'm like, I mean, we did get a VK in the 90th minute because of that. And it was, like, literally softer than the one I'm watching right now. <laughs> Maybe they shouldn't have complained a lot, and then they would have gotten the penalty this season. <laughs> Go ahead, Chris. I, I have nothing else to say really on this. Yeah, game. I mean, Bovista, they, they didn't. They, I feel like of the teams that we've played recently, um, they put up the most resistance. Um, I don't think Toyota played much resistance. I don't think Pasquale put up much resistance. I'm not counting our um, the rivals, obviously. But uh, to be honest. Mayvika didn't put up much resistance when we played them. They just fucking broke on the counter twice. Bovista um, played more offensive football than Benfica <laughs> did, though, to be honest. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I, I think Bovista's hard done at the end of the day by the scoreline, to be honest, um, because, like we talked about, um, a banger, kind of, a PK and a fluke. And, you know, they, their expected goals is 0. 0.5, ours is 1.9. We each had 10 shots. Like, it was a more even game than some games that we've played recently. Um, but we were still on top. We obviously carved out the better chances. Um, yeah, I mean, the they're giving Mateus Nunes man of the match here, and it's definitely because he has like a 98% pass completion rate um, in this game. But for me, this was not that great of a Mateus Nunes game. It wasn't that good of a Polina game. Um, it wasn't that good of a pop game, despite the – assist that was kind of lucky but still very nice back heel assist is a back heel assist um but outside of that i don't think he's like risen his level to you know at all um backline solid uh kawats was like actually like really like he probably had like like seven like really good like um uh, i think the official term is like approximative pass like a pass like into a dangerous area um kawats had like so many of those. Um, Ignacio had a solid game as well, as demonstrated by his number. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that uh, I think that this game was just kind of like I think deep down everyone knows that we're not losing three games out of four and losing second place, but also Porto is not losing two games out of four and we're not getting first. So I think that the game kind of reflected 
two teams that kind of know that their fates are basically locked in. Um, Bovish is not getting dropped, but they're not getting to Europe. They're just stuck in the middle, and we're stuck where we are. Um, and we honestly probably should have won one nothing, but we got out of here with a bit more comfortable of a scoreline. So, I mean, I'll take it. Um, but it's not a 3 nothing. I remember, like, in... I think it was, like, the, earlier this month, we were like, wow, like, finally, like, a 3 nothing, and it was, like, convincing. I mean, this is 3 nothing, but it wasn't. It wasn't, like, a super convincing 3 nothing. But, again, I'll still take it. But if you could drop points, second place really has to be, like, officially locked up, um, I feel like, at this point. Um, yeah, and like was, we said, the, port, the portal lost. I mean, it makes you think of what could have been, you know? <laughs> it was locked up last week, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we had to lose. We had a six-point advantage. And we have, to lose we have the tiebreaker. We have the tiebreaker. No, we need to lose three. Or we need to lose two and tie one. Well, we drop, won. Yeah. So how does our tiebreaker work? Drop three points. Won, won. Because, because they won. We won. They won two nothing. And we won three one. And we, we scored won. an away goal. Yeah. I mean, you say. you. Yeah. Anyways, I don't want to go back to that. Yeah, exactly. It was locked. I, I, I'm with you. It was, it's been locked up. Yeah. I think officially it's still not. But like, you know. I, th- I think we should we should be good bar disaster. Um, just one more question for you, Chris. Was Ruba Vinagre really the worst pair on the pitch at a 4.4? <laughs> I mean, it's tough to uh, it's tough to really get your score above like five three when you come on as a sub, but there's always room to make it go down. I guess I don't. I, I mean, I did not notice him as that bad. I didn't think he was good, but I just thought he was fine you know average didn't really do anything didn't really cause any calamity so i'll consider that a win <laughs> yeah that's that's fair enough uh so the, the question i had which you pretty much answered so uh obviously porto dropped points which leaves them uh, now six points ahead like we've mentioned they've got a very t- tough few games actually so they've got Vizela, like you said, I think they, they'll be fine. Um, but they've got Benfica away and then Estoril at home, who nearly took points off them uh, this season already, bar a, a bad disallowed goal call, in my opinion. Um, Agreed. So is there any chance? Like, if you were to give me a percentage of, of do you think Porto are going to drop two games? Because we've got the, the the goals against, so we've got that that tiebreaker. All we need them is to, to drop six, I believe, and we need to win the rest of the games. Danny, give me your, what are you thinking. What is your your percentage on, on winning the league? We have about a point nine 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 chance to winning the league, but I will put five bucks on that just in case. To be honest. <laughs> if that makes one, any sense, one percent. Uh, yeah, I'd probably say like three percent. I really want to say like fifty percent. Like, 50%. like oh, I genuinely fifty percent. <laughs> Wait, a, team, a team that lost zero times in two years is going to lose three in the last four. Two. That'd be yeah. savage. I'll tell you why. So they're obviously going to beat Vizela, right? 100% we could agree. Benfica are not letting them win the, the title at their home. And that's going to be a mess. But a draw, I, I think that they draw and it's not enough. It no, they need, four, they, need, they need four points. So if they lose to Vizela, yeah. uh, sorry, if they beat Vizela, which they will, and then they, they have to lose four to win the real. Yeah. Like I mean, I th- I think they they they're firming an L from from Mifika, To be honest, I'm just looking at my Estoril at the table. I mean, Estoril aren't really fighting for anything, but like they, they put were their in like from the game fifth. before. 
they they're fell too hot and cold now. Half. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're like Gil Vicente. They both fell off by like the yeah. wrong time. Gil Vicente really fell off like in the last like two weeks. A few like. games. Yeah. 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 They have. Like month, maybe month, more like a month actually. Yeah. But like I was saying this the other day, I have like this this dream of like you know like the Aguero moment, but like instead it'll be like Paulinho like ninetieth minute like, <laughs> to, to clinch the title. Well, both both games would be happening at the same time in theory. Um, so yeah, our game exactly. against Santa Clara would be going on at the same time as their games against Estudio. I think that the kickoffs are usually like six when they play uh, play together. Yeah. So like, yeah, it's usually like a midday. Yeah. But like, obviously, we've still got Santa Clara, who we lost to uh, already this season. But this time we have them um, at home, I believe. Oh. We've got Portimonense, who are now safe, so they definitely won't rotate their team, unlike. They did against another team who, who not be mentioned, and obviously. By the way, an investigation has been opened into the game. Not that anything's gonna happen, but not in this. It's not normal, bro. When you're relegation threatened and there's four games left, bro, all of the games matter. You don't just punt on one of them. But well, it worked it'll, out. It'll they gotta win. Worked. Yeah, it they gotta win this weekend, right? So, like, yeah, it fucking works. But goddamn. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're mathematically safe, but like, I mean, maybe that means they they are going to throw out a shit team against us because you know well, they're going to play for. But I guarantee they won't. They'll probably play their best starting eleven. But um, but yeah, okay, maybe not fifty percent, but I'll go like I'm going to go at least a solid twenty five. Right? I mean, I still believe in the boys. Like, you never know what's going to happen at the end of the day. Like, what do you I mean, think is more likely, us dropping points or them dropping points? Uh, them. Them, I probably think. them. I guess their schedule's a bit harder, right? Their schedule's harder, yeah. Yeah. And all the teams we're playing against. I, I mean, Jilverson, I believe, are fighting for Europe, but my app's not loading at the moment, so I can't actually tell you. Um, but like Portimonense, like we just mentioned, are safe. They're in fifth. Well, they're fine. basically hoping that um, they need Pondela to not win the Tasa de Portugal. Yes. They're rooting hard for Porto to win the Tasa. Boys, yes. a quick question on that. Tasa the or sorry, Super Tasa. Porto faces Tondela. If Porto wins, Porto faces Tondela, or do they face Sporting? That's they a question Sporting, I have no idea. Right? I think they play the. I think they would be counting as the cup champion, and then they would play the league runner-up. I think. Yeah, I, th- I think that's all. They they play Sporting because they're so, the, the league runner-up. So yeah, I've seen a lot of people might... saying. I've seen a lot of people. Sorry, I've seen a lot of people saying they play Tondela because they're the cup runner-up. Nah, I think that's yeah, all. I that's why they... I'm confused. But yeah, I've seen both I... answers. So. Um. Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I could probably get you an answer by the end of the night. It'll take me like 20 minutes to figure it out. I like that, <laughs> that response time. And by the way, Juvicent still fighting for fifth. Yes, rooting hard for Tondela. Um, Gimenez, five points off. So, still possible. Well, I mean, so fifth possible. or sixth both get conference league, so it, they might be safe it's, enough. It's still okay, I don't know. Yeah, I think that they're both set. What I can see is it says fifth and sixth are conference league, okay, okay. but I don't know if if fifth is straight sixth, entry. Sixth is the uh, maybe. I think both are playoffs. Oh really? Okay. No, so, well, last well, season th- both were playoffs. If right? the cup winner, if the cup winner isn't in the top five, then it's not sixth. Otherwise, okay, it's top yeah, six. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hopefully, Joe Vicent will will already have that secured if if Gimenez shot points. So. Like I said, you know, I'm I'm not obviously overly confident. Like 25, percent I think we're more likely to win the league than we are to lose second place. Knock on wood, obviously. Yeah, I actually like, think I that's agree, true. I agree. On amazingly, that. I amazingly think I that is that. true. <laughs> but knowing us, we'll probably lose the next game, and then we'll just be sad about it anyway. We'll lose but... all three of the last games and <laughs> somehow drop to that third. Yeah. Dude, Alcachet it... would happen again. <laughs> <Sucks>. <laughs> 
This clip would be all over Twitter and Facebook just for poor um, Befigo fans just saying, oh, they said they were going to win the league and then we dropped this. But yeah, anyway, speaking of uh, rival fans, uh, let me get the last game up, which was uh, uh, quite a while ago now. Um, but unfortunately, crashing out of the Tassa de Portugal, a 1 0 to Porto. Uh, lineup has followed uh, Adan Coates, Inacio, Neto, Porro, who got sent off, Matthews Race. Tuznun, Jugate, Pot, uh, Sarabia, and Paulinho. Uh, 1 0. Um, Pepe with the assist. Uh, Tony Martinez with the goal. Uh, Chris, what were your overall thoughts on the game? Um, and I, I know we mentioned it earlier, but just, just like, what went wrong? Yeah, this game fucking sucked. Um, and to be honest, like, uh, I, uh, I, I don't ever like turn the TV off. Um, and like, if I do, I, I switch it back on, but like, I was actually going to turn the TV off after the Porto goal. But then I was like, wait, nothing changed about the scenario. We still need two goals. We needed two goals before all that's going to happen is we're just going to go to overtime. Okay. I have to turn it back on. (laughs) (laughs) So I rage quit and then unrage quit because I realized the scenario didn't really change for us. (laughs) Um, but yeah, this second half made me want to like chop my finger off so bad like equal amount of red cards as shots not a good <laughs> statistic <laughs> um yeah i mean we made him think about it a little bit in the second half but i mean in the first half but to be honest it, it never felt like we were gonna do it it never felt like we were gonna turn the tide and, and score two goals here and and really turn this around it felt like they were even if we had some moments or spells where we were decent like they Never felt like they weren't in control of the tie, you know. Yeah, uh, agreed, definitely. Um, Danny, what were your, your overall thoughts on the game? Yeah, I agree. Same thing. For it was like a tale of two halves. First half, I was actually at work when we scored that offside goal, and I was going crazy because so I thought, you know, one nothing first half, we can nick a goal in the second and be good. Um, but okay, it wasn't meant to be. Um, I think I think this was a, a really bad performance. I think what I, to be honest, I had very little confidence going into the game. I really didn't think we were going to be able to turn it around. I so I was lie. like, I was... if we if we do, it'll be I won't be expecting it. It'll be incredible. But I was I was I was full of confidence this game. I'm not going to lie. I was convinced we were about to win. Yeah, so was I. <laughs> At the very least, one nothing and whatever we crashed out in there. I was confident. Uh, so much so I put a hundred. I think this is this is why we lost. I put a hundred bucks on Sparkling. That's where we fucked up. To be honest, boys. Uh, so that's my bad. Hundred bucks, bad. you know, to win the I game or to, to advance in the tie. Just to win the game. Okay. That's all we needed, really. But uh, well, not all we needed. One nothing. I thought at the very least we would only win one nothing and then crash out. So that's my bad. That's my bad. That's something for for me and Dave Pereira to to talk about later with with their bets. Um, but yeah, like first half, I thought we might have had them. We played well. Porto didn't really do much. Like I said, we scored an offside goal. Um, we had another decent shot on target, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but uh, second half was just second half was what what I felt everybody was was saying about the Benfica performance. I felt was our second half. I feel like this game was even worse than the Benfica game. Um, we couldn't we couldn't sniff out of our our, our half at, at certain points. I felt like for twenty minutes, Porto just glued us there before scoring. Um, yeah, it, it, uh, a match to forget for sure. 
tough, always tough to go to Porto, especially an undefeated Porto, uh, especially a Porto away. Um, it pissed you know. me off when he took Sarabia off and put Edwards in. It's like, bro, you can't, yeah, take, think... off, you can't take off Pop right now or Paulinho yeah. and invent a little bit. Like, well, When we talk about Amuring making mistakes, I think that's a mistake that he has yet to learn is that he takes off Sarabia at the weirdest times when Sarabia is like our most threatened yeah, and player. Was Sarabia having his greatest game? No, but no. like he was still among the better for us out there, at least, to be honest. Exactly. And he Agreed. obviously has the most like danger potential. I agree. I, that's the that, that's where I don't get Amuring at times is, is why he takes off Sarabia. There's we been a few times two where he goals, took off Sarabia. Bro, like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, that's that's my thoughts on this game. I I, I just thought the let me just say I loved Matheus Reis in this game. The few players that actually showed me some sort of garra. Let me continue the fucking Matheus Reis hype train. I'm fucking loving the kid. I might buy a Matheus Reis jersey actually. <laughs> and personally, Poru. What a tackle. <laughs> what a tackle. All ball, in my opinion. It was just such an unnecessary tackle. Oh, as well. Like, there was just no need for it. We Porto fans, after him. coming off, like, oh, this guy needs to be expelled from football. Blah, blah, blah. Like, relax. It wasn't what a tackle. Oh, that, was, that was a horrible tackle. It wasn't good, but it was. I've seen worse red cards, you know. It wasn't yeah, a horror tackle. Yeah. I mean,. They have their captain uh, can show you a few horror tackles. You know what I mean? Like Poru, that was. <laughs> it happens. Yeah, I mean, and as well, he went to the, after the game to uh, can uh, to apologize. Apparently, those two are fine, which is which is always nice to see, I guess. But um, j- just in general, uh, I I thought we were awful, but I didn't think Porto were great either. Defensively, I, I thought they were they were good, but um, I didn't think that they didn't offer too much up front. Apart from when they're bringing on Tony Martinez and obviously he scored, um, but like yeah, bringing in this guy for Neto, I thought maybe Neto was injured, and I was like, okay, bringing in this guy makes sense. But then Neto trained the, the day after, played the game against Bovista, so it was just like, you know, what a random substitution to make. And like you, I agree, bringing off uh, Sarabia, who's arguably our most dangerous finisher, especially this season, um, bring him off to. Um, for um who did yeah for edwards um yugate i mean i feel like he couldn't really do much in this game i agree with danny saying that matthew's race was definitely the standout player um again but like i don't really blame the loss on anyone on the team really i think it was just an overall poor performance from everyone i'm not going to pinpoint one player um quite got like a 5.1 on for goal point but like i really don't remember him doing anything too awful um, even with Esguio come on as well, I didn't think he was awful. Like, I mean, I, I can't really remember exactly how they scored, but I'm pretty sure it was just like a, a normal, like normal goal. Like, no one to blame. Tony Martinez over the top, and you know. Oh, if, if anything, it was like Inacio didn't fucking track, right? Yeah, that was it. I, I think. Yeah, I think it went over his head. It went over Inacio's head to um, to uh, Tony Martinez, and Dan had, had no chance, but. Again, there was a lot of diving. There was a lot of diving yeah, going on nasty. from from both teams. They were obviously diving a lot, but we had a couple dives too. Yeah, um, they were saying that Evan Elsa should have been second yellow carded because he got one yellow card simulation, but not another. Which can you get a yellow card for simulation outside of the box? I thought you could only get it for the box in the box. No, you can, I think you can get it anywhere. I'm pretty sure. I've never, at least, I don't think that I've ever seen it issued like 
for the play where Evan Nielsen would have gotten his first one, that, that was like a midfield. I've honestly never seen a yellow for simulation like at midfield before. Uh, I feel like so, that's a stretch yeah. on our end, <laughs> asking for the red, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah, I was gonna say I'm not. I don't actually know what that rule is, but I, I thought it was. Um, I thought I thought it was like anywhere because it's deceiving officials, which is unsportsmanlike, which could technically yeah, be it's field. true. But deceiving the official to get a, a PK, which is such a massive advantage, is like I understand why it carries the weight of a of a booking, you know. Yeah, um, I, I agree with what James was saying. I thought the ref was 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 fine. Like there wasn't there was. Dude, nothing. when people are flopping every play, man, it's tough to figure out what the ten percent of them are actually fouls. You know. <laughs> yeah, and like, I mean, Porto always come in with that sort of like rasa mentality, like they're always going to go like hard tackles and dive and and whatever. So I think referees are used to to refereeing now, but like. Yeah, the referee was fine with it. A hundred percent power red card. It was a good spot as well because, like, I didn't realize how bad like that tackle was until like they showed it in slow motion. But they didn't even need, need VAR for it. it; just went straight red card. Um, but yeah, I, I thought dumb ch- dumb tackle from Poro missing the next game, which obviously we won, which is good. But you know, like when you do it and like we're at a crucial point in the season where we like need to win every single game. A bit stupid from him, but like I mean. I'm gonna hold it against him, like like he went to a podcast Glen, like I said, and and everything's fine. Um, but yeah, I mean, would do you guys? I know Danny, you gave your sort of man of the match if you had to give one to Matthew's race. Uh, Chris, would you would do the same? Mm, yeah, probably. Um, yeah, probably race. Yeah. Uh, just a, a quick one as well. The whole thing that I I just remembered that I was about pulling you earlier was because I believe in the two games we hit, he had didn't have like a single shot, lost the ball every single time, didn't have a completed dribble, completed pass or something like that. It literally was like zero, 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 zero. So, I mean... Not a likes... good 180-minute series for him. <laughs> Still got a higher rate in the pot, unbelievably. So. <laughs> and then quarters for that matter as well. But yeah, he, it, it's like I said when we played Benfica, like I didn't even blame Slimani or Paulinho. It's obviously the game plan isn't... For them to go dribble is literally for them to stand in the box and wait for a header or wait for wait for a cross or a corner. And I mean, I think we've we've got we can't really do that against Porto because Pepe is massive and Vemba's massive, like and they're just good in the air as well. And even like I think Grusic is quite tall as well. So I don't think this is good that it would work against them, especially like I, I think Porto are definitely the best offensive team in the league. I know there's some question marks with with Zaidu and you know obviously they're playing that that other Pepe at right back. So but like I mean. Like Danny said, I actually thought we were going to win. I thought it was going to go to penalties, to be honest. And like it, was, like it's been a, a few times before. I thought we were going to we were going to win two one and then go into penalties. But you know, obviously, it didn't happen. But um, yeah, I think that's everything on on the two games. Uh, Chris, did you want to dive into your loose ends? Yeah, I mean, we talked about um, a bunch of them. Basically, I feel like there's only one of them that's going to really provoke. Um, much further discussion. Um, Jeremy Mathieu returned in a crazy outfit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So that was nice to see. Um, There was like the suspensions getting overturned. um, Classic Portuguese league joke. Um, Pep ended up even being able to play when it was like, okay, the other ones can play if they appeal, but he definitely can't. It's like, nope. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So that was just classic. Um, uh, Jeremiah St. Juice returned to Mines training, 
worth noting for sporting fans. He could be coming this way. Um, former sporting legend uh, Fernando is signing for Red Bull Salzburg for $6 million from Shakhtar Dangestek. Um We really missed out um, because he literally, I don't think, played one game. Um, we really missed no, out. He came injured <laughs> and he <just> didn't play. Because <laughs> I saw him playing in the Champions League for Shakhtar this season. I was like, is that the same one that was here? Like, dang. He was balling? He scored a goal like in the game I was Oh, watching. right. He did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um... The cycling doping scandal, which is like, it's like we're in, we're in like day three of that, but that's only going to continue to get worse. Um, Portos, I think the cycling team director was arrested. Um, I think they had like systemic doping uh, operation going on there and doping evasion as well. I'm guessing so. Yeah, uh, they are fucked. <laughs> um, Morita um, seems to. I think that that's probably going to happen. Um, and we officially got the goal point scores. Poth is like literally the least efficient finisher in the league of B win this season. Um, like as backed up by the numbers, he's, he scored five less expected goals than, than he should, you know, not, not good. And then the other thing, the only other thing I want to talk about was the, uh, in the wake of the, uh, Befica loss, the two, nothing loss at home, there was this, uh, Free Cordovasul mo- movement that like popped up among the like the Cartazes crowd. Um, so I wanted to see like what you boys made of that because t- to be honest, like the Benfica fans won on the field and they won in the stands um, on the day, and there's probably five thousand of them max and forty thousand of us. You know. Uh... I really don't know what to think about it. I, I feel like you're going to have some strong opinions on it, Chris, because I, I know you said you were turning into the Joker reading all of those. Yeah, well, it's too. like it's something. I mean, like, let's be real. The atmosphere in Alvalade has been shit for a year and a half. Are people only mad because you lost to Benfica? Like, if we beat Benfica, like, the Curvisol wouldn't have been intimidating. We just would have won the game, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, I, I feel like it's just a conversation that, having now is just so fucking pointless the new admin is is installed for another four years nothing's gonna change um it just it just yeah it makes me feel like the joker because like yeah maybe in february this conversation would have actually had some utility and maybe would have gone somewhere maybe we'd have forced concessions from the guy that ended up winning the presidency even at the very least but nothing nothing's gonna change yeah, if that happened during the elections, like this free cover movement, like I'm not obviously Verandas was going to win either way, but like it's just they literally waited until we lost. We we could have dealt like I remember our support on Twitter going viral for Ajax, and like there was no cover saw there, but everyone was like, "This is what we want to see." This is blah blah blah. Not even a mention of, of cover saws, and obviously we missed like the the tifos and and the displays that they make. And, like I I do think getting them in is will be a good thing. Um, especially for the atmosphere, because even when I went to the Dortmund one, like the atmosphere was great, but you, there was just something missing. It wasn't like the, the game I went to before that um, was in 2018 when Nani came back to to Sporting, and the atmosphere was great because the the ultras were there, they had their their tifas and the banners, and even like the away the away days, like you could tell like the more of the ultras go to that one just because of the more the noise they make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What they do, but like. 
I, I don't know if you have any other other thoughts on it, Danny. Just like the atmosphere. I'm trying to find the tweet that I made where I uh, Alvalade's average attendance over the last like 20 years. Yeah, that's what I was I looking for. Too, yeah. yeah, I feel like that tweet more on, than anything. I thought it was on just, Transfer Market. Very telling. It's, like, it. it's a screenshot from Transfer Market. Yeah. Um, I'll find it. I probably tweeted it like a week or two ago. Yeah, man, my I mean, it's nothing that we haven't said here already. Like it's it's disappointing, man. Even I went out in September and it wasn't the same, you know, it wasn't the same atmosphere. I remember I I see these, you know, German clubs with flags and it's just honestly it's it's sporting has kind of become everything I despised or not despised. Despised is a strong word, but everything I used to mock about English football because I love English football, but I hate English football at the same time. I, I want to be like, you know, those prestigious European football fans. But it's just what Sporting is turning into, right? It's just, it's just. Uh, I don't have a problem with the Bristol boards, but it's just Bristol boards and and the Central and yeah, it's just the atmosphere has been sucked out of it. I've seen a lot worse Sporting moments, getting a lot, garnering a lot more. Uh, atmosphere in the in the uh and, and that is a crazy just, number it's not just the court of soul bro it's 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 like i feel it's like just the, just attendance in general yeah. yeah i remember under bruno carvalho we were at least averaging like thirty-eight thousand. i mean you can literally look at when bruno comes in the consistent yeah. rise and then the consistent fall obviously covid didn't help for sure right and let's just take those 2019 20 numbers just throw them away or no 2021 throw them away okay yeah, because away 2019 there was just because yeah. it was, we had a horrible season that's it mm -hmm. it's like you can literally see the consistent trajectory up and you can see the consistent trajectory down i i, I don't know what the magic bullet that he had was what was he pricing scheme like what was his magic bullet that got forty-three thousand average an yeah, average of more than double that we're averaging this season. I mean, yeah, that's that's disappointing. Look at that. Like, okay, it's two less games, but look at that average. Off a season, we won the league. Uh, yeah, these the last that's game of the season, that doesn't mean anything. When we have 19,000, isn't going to make that average go up. Exactly, yeah, that's disgusting. <laughs> I, I feel like the only time I've seen a full state in this season was during Champions League. And even then, like, I don't yeah. know. It's just like... I don't know, like Benfica and Porto aside, obviously, because they will always sell out no matter what. But like, I think it's just like obviously the cost of living is going up and stuff with like obviously Fair. current world events and stuff. And you know, some matches, especially, I always feel that sporting matches are on so much later than Porto and Benfica. We always get like the nine fifteens. We get the like, latest, the nine thirty. Like, yeah, which which I do. Which feel for me, almost... I don't care about because it just makes it like three thirty nope. instead of one. Better, yeah, it's better for us. Three thirty is usually better than one thirty. For you boys, it sucks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just feel like people. That, that's probably why they're they're not going. Like, obviously, price is going up, and um, like I said, like the late kickoffs never, never, like never fun to go to. Especially when you get, I should okay. Let's say the game starts at nine fifteen. By the time you get out of the stadium, it'll be like eleven. Get home. Let's say you, you live like an hour away. Like, you I mean, can't really travel from too far away. It has to be in Lisbon, basically. I feel like. Exactly. Especially if you're going so, with kids, you know, you can't be driving back three hours at midnight, you know. Yeah. I, I think a lot of it is to do with just sporting in general, but I think the league probably should like maybe I don't know what they could do, like maybe getting an incentive in or, or something like that. But like 
I don't know. It just feels very like like what Juicebox says, like super super drug guys are always loud, and you can always hear them as as annoying as they are. We Even used to feet- blame them for pr- printing their tifos. Okay, they at least have tifos at this point. Um, yeah. So can't even flame them for that. <laughs> I mean, all we have now is like signs saying, can we have your shirt? And there's loads of them. Dude. That's the only atmosphere that I, I mean, can see that's, in this I feel like that was the trade-off. was um, more of like the um, the working man's game, like the the ultra, the, the atmosphere was traded for um you know like a more family friendly atmosphere which i mean you could argue both have pros and cons but exactly. what are the pros of of, of 18,000 18,000 cuz even if your 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 prices are a bit higher because you're 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 looking for a slightly upper more upper class consumer there's no way it's offsetting if it was sold out at a slightly lower le- price level you know it's crazy that no matches were sold out in like the last five years as well like you would think like one of them would be like, so it's like a I, 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 I think it i think they maybe have for champions but not for uh league yeah. of NOS or b win oh yeah that's true could we check like champions but it is why i mean the this Benfica, this most recent Benfica game that we just played against them i think it was forty two thousand. so i mean it was 80 percent full basically like you know there was a whole section know. missing. What was that all about? Oh yeah, well that section's always empty. It's the Carton de Adeptu section that was uh, that doesn't exist anymore. <clears throat> the Carton de Adeptu doesn't exist yet. There's still two thousand empty seats every game. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Also, like that's not an excuse because that's two thousand seats. Okay, so Alvalade's a capacity. Think of it as forty-eight k instead of fifty. Okay, it's still not fucking close. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm just checking. Benfica's one as well because I just want to see uh, I'll be behind yeah but the, but they've always had a, but a you notice it too like season. this Benfica game this past weekend that shit wasn't sold out because they're not playing for shit you know yeah that's yeah, true uh, it was quite spotty against Emily Com. I hate transfer markets layout man it takes ages to find anything okay let's see let me switch tabs. Okay, so this one is for Benfica. Like, I mean, their average is, is taking a dip too, as well, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, it's yeah. the thing with, with COVID Big as well. Dip. Like, maybe people just aren't over it yet. Like, it could um, be obviously COVID, it still it could exists. Be inflation. Yeah, I mean, that's be, not great from Bayfica this year, but they've been yeah, shit. I mean, <laughs> yeah, at least theirs makes sense. Like, it's we're funny because a, if we were in what we were in, if we were, if we had their season, is 18, 12,000, you know? Yeah. That's just fuck. And that's, <laughs> let's check Porters as well while we're here. That, I, I like think this is the, the more apples to apples because their stadium is the same size. And if transfer market ever wants to load the page, would be good. Is it is it typically that slow for you? Is that, uh, I feel like I don't... Not really. Oh, to be fair, I use it most on my phone than yeah. anywhere else. I mean, even their their average attendance is to like half of their capacity, I believe. Twenty six thousand. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean clubs I in Portugal are not trending up attendance wise, that's for sure. Yeah. 
Uh, I mean, to be fair, also, maybe the first, like, eight games, right, there's some capacity restrictions still. Um, yeah, that's true. That was yeah, true. true. That is true, too. I guess next year will be a barometer next of it. Next year like, will be a much more accurate barometer, but I feel like it's not trending in the right direction either way. Exactly. It's still not It's still not good when we still only have, like, 20,000 in attendance, 28 most, you know? It's mm-hmm. weird. Yeah. Well, something that uh, – we're always keeping track of over here, but uh, some people only will make a big deal of it in the loss. Doesn't even matter in, unless uh, unless we're in a losing team. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, okay, I think that's it for the loose ends. Do you have any modalities news to, to go over? Um, football Champions League Final Four is Friday um, against ACCS, the French team. With I don't think Ricard Ding is on their team anymore, but it was the one that he was on. Um. Yeah, futsal won or handball tied Benfica. Basketball won their first game of the second round by two against Olivetti. So I think they're one and four in the second round. Um, B team lost, and the ladies lost to Braga three one, but still qualified for the Tessa of the Portugal final. Cool. Uh, I think that's all we have time for. And if you two can think of anything else on the side, I think that's it. Um, that's pretty much it, yeah. I messaged Steph. Steph was supposed to try to jump on and like a, during a break at work, but uh, I guess uh, like I texted him and everything. Bro. I guess getting yeah, that bread, calls, man. man. I respect it. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, we'll get Steph on uh, soon. I know we we get comments all the time. People miss him. We do too. So hopefully, uh, we can get him get him on. Um, but that's been. That's been 150. Uh, thank you all again for the continued support over the years. Five years. Oh, of one more thing. Shout out Freddie Montero. Seattle Sounders playing in the CONCACAF Champions League final leg one tonight. Yep. Let's go Seattle. Let's go Freddie. Yeah. I mean, I but, don't like Freddie Montero that much. Side note. I want Freddie to score, but I don't know if I want Seattle to win it. I don't want Seattle to be the first MLS. Come on, the first MLS team to ever win the Champions League? Come on. Chris, Seattle beat us twice in an MLS Cup final. <laughs> Sorry. I can't dude. fuck with Seattle, bro. It's tough, man. <laughs> it's the most Canadian American team. No, I'd say Minnesota. And oh, then yeah, Seattle. true. Minnesota, yeah. <laughs> But cool. Yeah, 150, five years. Thank you again. Hopefully, five more. We have some more interesting things coming, hopefully, soon. Um, you know, we, we, we're definitely getting our name out there. And, like, we're in them DMs. We want more people to come on, more former players or former members. Hopefully, we'll have have some Zoom and some more collaborations in the past with Proximo Jornada and, and things like that. Hopefully, we can get, we can get more collaborations. But for now, uh, that's been Chris. You can follow him on Twitter there. That has been Danny. You can follow him on Twitter there. And that is myself. Uh, to follow on Twitter. Uh, follow us on Twitter in general. Sporting once uh, sporting underscore one sixty. Ian, is that correct? I mean, I say it so many times. I think it's sporting one sixty underscore Ian. Yeah. That underscore really fucks with me. So <laughs> I really don't like it. But yeah, uh, same as on SoundCloud, Spotify, and anywhere you get your podcasts. Again, thank you for joining us. Thank you for five years and 150 episodes. Peace.